You're listening to Tarot Visions. You lucky devil. Jamie. Hey, Rose. How's it going? Not bad. Welcome to Tarot Visions. I see. And, uh, headquarters. I'm excited. Wow. I know. With that stuff. upgrade, look at all the cool things you get to play with. I see. Ooh, decks, books. Ooh, hey, people some... too. Yeah. God. They're just lining up, aren't they? They just. They are. So, so I'm very excited because this is a new a new way of doing things. I mean, while while I miss, will miss our lovely Charles, um, I am looking forward to all the fun and exciting things you and I get to do. I agree. And just for those that are listening, we're not totally canning Charlie. He will be around occasionally because we like him too. And he's, you know, one of the founders of this podcast. And we want to be able to have him back when his schedule allows it. Whenever he feels like visiting. Yes. Um, But I wanted to also give a few minutes of, hi, Jamie, how do I know you? How do you know me kind of thing? Uh, Just to get people to know why uh, and how and what led you to saying yes. Um, So uh, if you want, let's let's interview you real quick. All righty. Sounds good. (laughs) Because... I think it's it's good for people to know that that you and I have known each other for a very long time. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think you and I have known each other longer than I've known Charlie, um, which was kind of amazing to believe because I had to sit down and think about it. So I wanted to ask, what what do you think brought you to the tarot? Oh, gee, I've been playing with the cards ever since I was 13. And I picked up my first deck, the uh, Witches Tarot in Barnes and Noble way way back in the day yeah i you could still do that yeah i know well actually technically you still can do that but it's harder interestingly enough okay so so what so the witch's throw what 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 about it brought you to that though what what was the the appeal to the witch's throw besides maybe the title it was the bold colors personally um i know that if i remember correctly i actually don't own the deck anymore it was more of a marseille style deck so i think the pips just Mm -hmm. had the 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 elements the swords on it but i remember staring at that box and and seeing some images because i think back then they'd actually show some of the card images on plastics or something Mm -hmm. yeah they they even let you look through it i can't really remember because it's been over like 30 years it's been a while it's been a while and Um, I just remember the colors and the boldness and the people were just kind of these interesting, they, they weren't like modern day people. They, mm-hmm. and even the, de- the design of the people was just kind of unique, whimsical type stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember buying that deck, bringing it home and not knowing anything what to do with it. I would shuffle the cards, um, mm-hmm. which was a good exercise for me. And I would shuffle them and then lay out the Celtic cross, which is something I never grew even to like. Even to this day, I, I'm still kind of Celtic cross adverse, but we can That's fair. discuss that later in other podcasts. <laughs> well, we'll get to that later today. Um, so you, you, you played with it. Did you pick up a book as well? So, yeah, the colors are what got me. And I would just lay out the cards and... Mm-hmm. Not really interpret them. It came with the LWB 
And, uh-huh. But it just, it had the old fashioned just keywords where there weren't really statements or anything. And it's like, well, how do you pick the right keyword to match this? And, right. And how do you put it together? And I really never understood at that time how to put together the readings. So I would just lay these things out, kind of look it over, not even journal. I'd take a mm-hmm. photograph with my old camera, <laughs> you know, get that developed and type whatnot. And then yeah. that was my first kind of introduction to the tarot. But later on, I got more involved when I in high school when I picked up a Handel deck, and that came with actual books by Rachel Pollock on how oh. to use the you know what the cards meant, what are all these symbols in the background. So that helped me kind of get an idea of what to do in a reading. And then th- throughout there, I just started collecting decks and then started getting more mm-hmm. into reading them, especially after college and whatnot. And I've Neat. been hooked on tarot ever since. So who, okay, clearly Rachel has uh, had an influence on you. Rachel Pollock had an influence mm-hmm. on you. Um, who do you think today, you have to pick one mm-hmm. person not counting Rachel at this point, or maybe in counting Rachel, and you could only listen or read their stuff as the book of books. Who, oh, God. Who, who would you choose today now mind you you can change it like in the future but you'd have to read them for at least a month and a half to two months at least oh man pick somebody so many people i would have to say probably at this point barbara moore stuff okay because she's got a wide variety of um material out there rather you know if we're looking at it she's got a deck the steampunk tarot which i own Mm-hmm. So if you're qualifying that, I could use that deck for a month and a half. Um, mm-hmm. Her tarot spreads book was very, very good. Mm-hmm. And that really changed my my um, opinion on using spreads. Up until then, I didn't want to use spreads. It's like, ah, Celtic cross, bleh, you know. And then right. that book kind of was an eye-opener of, hey, you know, it really is the second half of using the cards because it helps you focus things. And I'm like, okay. I'll give it a shot. And so I do use spreads, albeit they're kind of small, but I do that. And she's written some other really good, smart books. And her personality mm. is just kind of fun and there. So I And it have comes to through there. with her stuff, as yes. I would agree with you. She is one of my favorite uh, modern writers, as you will. Um, gotcha. Sorry, I'm moving. That's okay. Okay. Um, she is one of my favorite um, writers as well. I, I love the fact that you can feel the joy and enthusiasm she has for Tarot when you read her stuff. I mean, as much as I love uh, getting to read the Tarot scholars like um, Jawashki, if I'm saying that correctly or not, y'all can chain, tell me. Um, and he wrote that big book, Way of Tarot. Um, I think that that's a little dry for me. It doesn't it doesn't charge me up as much as, as reading something like uh, what what uh, Barbara would put out. Um, so that's always kind of funny to see what other people think of. Because um, again, for me, it's always it, it, it will always be and it is always continuing to be Mary Greer first. But that's just me. Um, because again, that was my first touch of Tarot. So mm-hmm. I get I get how that, you know, could work for each, you know, being a little bit older than you, I had a, I didn't have the benefit of meeting, you know, Barbara Moore's books first. I met Rachel or uh, Mary's books first, and then Rachel, and then Barbara, mm-hmm. in that order, um, just because of what was around me, where I grew up. Yeah. Um, so that that's that's nice to hear other people's. Now, 
I will say to you that I think both of us would agree on this, Mm -hmm. that if we had to pick someone who's only written in the last five years, it would probably be Benabel Wen. Yes. Yes. In the last five years, it would be her book, her mammoth, wonderful tome where Mm -hmm. it's it really is kind of the all in one book where if you had to, you can only drag one book around with you anywhere. It'd probably be that because it does so much and covers so much. Yeah, I would agree. And again, that's that's the beauty of, of the age that we live in. You can have both on your smartphone, whatever, and have this plethora of knowledge that you don't have to carry because, oh my goodness, I love you, Benabel. I really do. But your book could kill a child. Um <laughs> Because it's so dense and so mm-hmm. beautifully packed with information. I can't believe I only paid like 50 bucks for it because of so much that I get out of it. It's it, it kills me every time I think about how beautiful this book is. And it could have been like four books. Yes. And I would have bought all four of them. I, I would have loved all four of them. But it's just like it's one giant book. And I'm like, we are blessed to have it all con- contained in one thing. Um, now, mind you publishers out there may go next time we're gonna make it smaller and make more copies and volume one and volume two and volume 800 because the knowledge um and for but, me you know, i sometimes i don't even like the 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 encyclopedia volume type thing it's like sometimes i just want a nice book and just you know with everything in it which is what? again why we have so many tarot books like the you know, complete idiot's guide to tarot or the dummy's guide for tarot or the everything you ever wanted to need to know about tarot books and those are really good for when you're starting out i think mm-hmm. and i think that's the the blessing of of the age that we all are living in is that first off we get to actually have these conversations out loud yes um and that we do have people being encouraged to write the basics book and the intermediate book and the oh my god here's everything you ever wanted to know and it's scholarly backed and here's the 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 notes and the things and the oh my goodness yep. and all the encyclopedias and, and the fact that, and and again because i i look at my my books on my shelf as i cry about having to to move things around and move things from place to place um what books do I take with me? What books do I let go? And my tarot books have never been let go because there's just so much knowledge and it's evolved yes. over the years. And I've got all four volumes of the tarot encyclopedia. I think mm-hmm. there's now a fifth one coming out, but I won't swear to it. US Games will tell me otherwise. Or the listeners will. Yeah. Um, but the point is, is that if I had to only pick one book again – if it's if it's you know mary's book it would always be you know tarot for yourself because it's there's so much in there but if it's going to be something more scholastic it would be benabelle's holistic tarot and i think that that we again rambling on we uh we're fortunate that we can like put it all on our smartphone and have both yep i agree i i i've decluttered a lot of my books in the past so i can totally understand that if if it's a tarot book it's kind of hard. Some of them I have them signed, so I keep the printed as well as the ebook. But like you said, I'm 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 tied to my phone, my my ebook reader. I've got over a thousand books on my ebook system and whatnot. And for somebody with health problems, like I have al- allergies and asthma, you know, dusting books is not fun for me because I get allergies. And I found that have kind of whittling down book collection. I know, gasp, horror. 
does kind of help in some regards to that. But you're right. There are some of those great books that I will always want to have one, you know, the printed copy at home and then have the the ebook on hand to share people. Hey, you Mm want to get into tarot? You want to get into... Um, Kabbalah on the tarot. Okay, well, here's the ebooks that I have that you can find in both print and ebook. And, you know, uh, grab these titles in the printed ver- versions because I don't think they're ever going to be re released on ebook or whatnot. So, yeah, you know, here's right. this pile of study for you to have. Right. Well, now we've kind of sidetracked and stopped talking about you and talked about stuff, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, we'll circle back so to me. What is outside of the one that I know you might mention in a moment? Outside of this one special one, and the one special one we'll bring up in a minute, which is yours, um, what tarot deck do you go to when you want to do readings for others? Not for yourself, because mm-hmm. I, I personally have two different decks, but I, I want to ask you, what what is your go-to tarot deck as of today? I have two that I go to as of today. Okay. Um, the first one is probably that special one that we can talk about in a, in a while, and that's the Shadowscapes Tarot by Stephanie Pooman Law and Barbara Moore. Yeah, okay. The other one is um, the, well, I guess if, if you didn't think I was going to say that, I haven't actually started reading with that deck yet, but we'll talk about that one in a moment. The that's other one, the one I, I use the is the mini version of a South Korean artist deck called the Delos Tarot, D-E-L-O-S. Oh. I got this off of Etsy, and it's basically a Rider Waite Smith clone that mm-hmm. is kind of done with whimsy in it. it, it um, it's kind of not really Magna art, the um, the anime style art, but there's some elements of that end, mm-hmm. and it feels more like a, like a doodle than oh, an okay. actual like this, you know, like Pamela's wonderful masterpiece type theatery mm-hmm. set rounds. And I I have both the large format of the deck, and I got the mini one, and I find the mini one is easy to handle, easy to shuffle, and quick to take when I'm doing um, readings on the go. Like, I do a oh, lot nice. of uh, festival-style readings. And so mm-hmm. when you have a small table or something to use, that deck, the smaller deck, actually helps and stuff. And the images are just fun. And people mm-hmm. get drawn into them, I find, a lot more than, say, the typical Rider Waite Smith deck. So once again, I, that's the, the two go-to decks that I'm currently using are the Shadowscapes by Steph and um, Barbara Moore and the Delos Tarot, which you can find off of Etsy with a search. Cool. Well, we'll have to see if we can put that in show notes. Um, yes. So let's see. Uh, and you've been reading for a long time. Mm-hmm. You read with a group, I know. You mm-hmm. are you are part of a group out in Portland. Can you tell us a little bit about that group? Yeah. The um, company name is um, Portlandia Fortune Tellers. Mm-hmm. And it was a it's a company started by Jay and Jensia DeForest, who mm-hmm. um, do the Cardamancer magazine, as well as they put on the Northwest Terror Symposium, which is coming up. Yeah. And so basically, it's we obviously we're a niche market of fortune tellers, quote unquote, um, tarot readers, rune readers. Um, I think Jensia is a palm, palm reader, so she'll be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And we're a small group, so it started out with just them going around to different events, corporate events, or um, like Oktoberfest and whatnot, and just putting on readings, getting people to come in. And they found that they um, started getting more and more interest, so they added me on. They added uh, my friend Marie Bento, as well as um, Anna um, 
Anna Alexander, forgetting last mm-hmm. names here. I feel like I'm being put it's on okay. the spot, but that's okay. No, and, um, you are kind of, yeah, don't worry. And my friend Jennifer Diallo. So uh-huh. we, all, we all now kind of pull together if there's events or whatnot near us, we'll, you know, clamor. Yeah, I've got the time. I've got the day. I can do this. Neat. And my favorite, I think, was last October I, for the entire month. I got to help out at a um, local haunted house called Fright Town. There are three small little houses, and then they had us sitting in a small area outside of mm-hmm. one of the houses. And that was such a blast. I got to do quick little readings for people. I got to hear people screaming in the background. I know I'm a horrible person, but I loved watching no. people get get um, get afraid or ha- seeing their faces as they tumbled <laughs> through the fun house on the outside. It was, it was nice. like, so much fun. And I got to meet some cool people, both cast members and just normal people coming through. And so that was a lot of fun. And what else do you do for fun? Because I know, let's see, you are a writer. Yep. And you are um, an editor. Mm-hmm. And you have, uh, and now we get to talk about the secret project. You have yes. just put out your first tarot deck officially yes. uh, as your tarot deck. Now, yep. let me let me qualify that statement because you have authored mm-hmm. uh, someone else's art in a tarot deck, but mm-hmm. you didn't, you didn't create the art. You, you, you help them with their, 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 their little white book, if you will. Yeah. Um, but this is, this is a, out of your brain. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that really quick. So about two years ago, I started um, becoming a staff writer for Los Garabeo. They are an Italian company that publishes a lot of decks. If mm-hmm. you're listening at home, they are the ones that have the little scarab icon on your decks. Yeah. And like you said, I've uh, I got first got asked to write um, for other people's decks. Hey, you know this artist needed a, an author. You know, can you do something. Here's they they do things in character counts, not word counts. So here's mm-hmm. the you know here's your limit. Go. And so I would do that. And after a while. Uh, I think after three or four decks, uh, Ricardo Mineni said, I'd like to, you know, here's a list of um, tarot decks and uh, Oracle stuff. And I'd like you to, you know, look at the list. You know, what what are you interested in? And I said, here, out of these, you know, these three or these four sound really interesting. And one of them was called the Triple Goddess Tarot. And he said, okay, well, you're not just... For that one, we don't have an artist or a vision for that yet. So we would like to drop, basically, literally, it was, I felt like I was being dropped off in the deep end of the swimming pool, so to speak, of, mm-hmm. hi, this is now your deck, your project, your vision. Go. Wow. And so I felt very honored. I also felt very terrified. I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And so I ended up creating the Triple Goddess Tarot. Basically, I wrote um, vignettes for each card, kind of giving the visuals of what I wanted. And my Mm -hmm. artist is Franco Ravelli, who is from um, Italy. And he was such a nice guy to work with. He understood Mm -hmm. that I was more of a writer and not an artist. So I used a combination of my my visual statements on what I wanted each card to be. Mm-hmm. along with some Pinterest images of these are art that I like. These are styles of dress. These are styles of artwork. And this is kind of what I envision the art to kind of, you know, look like, mm-hmm. and you know, with your spin on it. And so for, gosh, the better part of last year, we'd go back and forth where he would sketch it out. And then we would tweak it as I got the new images and whatnot. And yeah, I wrote the LWB, which was, it It truly is a small booklet 
Mm-hmm. And it's it'll be out this May. And I'm really excited. Yay. I got a couple of copies of it um, at the beginning of February. And so I also, last night I made a video, my first video ever. So... Like this is kind so. Of this like, is your first podcast. That's your first video. Yep, yep. And guess what? Unfortunately, that may be your last video. Who knows? But this will not be your last podcast. No, it won't. I, I doubt. And I'm it'll sure be that my won't last... be your last video either. Yeah. But I just had to make the joke because this is this while while this to some listeners may feel like why are we just talking about Jamie? Uh, the reality is, I wanted everyone to know who she was because she's going to be continuing. You're because stuck this was the upgrade. I, I I I rolled the dice and got a new 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 guy and well gal and uh, I wanted you all to know her a little bit more and so uh, and I wanted to talk about the fact that yes this is why she's qualified to do this job mm-hmm. uh, because she's done all this stuff and it's stuff I knew I've known about her because she's uh, one of the people that is part of my little world of Team Awesome mm-hmm. and uh, yay uh, and I've known you for. Oh goodness, eight years now, or more, at least. Something. No, well, maybe, maybe more. So we, we can talk no, about no. that. Let's talk about that. Like I know that the first time I met you and your husband Drew through Bats SF Bats, right? It's uh, thanks to Thalassa, who is you know one of the best peoples in the world. Yes. Uh, she put on this great, you know, she was putting on the Bear Terrace Symposium for many years, and you were a speaker. And Andrew and I were uh, people who were, were daughters, were some of the core daughters of divination from the group, and uh, you had. Sp- spoke on writing and mm-hmm. using the tarot for writing and andrew went and he was like oh my god this is awesome you need the and, and i'm like okay chill dude and then we went to the after party and you and i got to talking and and the three of us got to talking and then it turns out we were all going to reader studio yep and and then we got to spend more time together and and that was really great and uh, i think we have been each other's cheering squads for a few years now and oh yes uh, you know encouraged me yes do that no you do that yeah we gotta do that and uh you were one of our first guests on the podcast uh when we started it charles and i started it and uh you've you've filled in when i wasn't available or or you've been you know that third voice when we needed a third person to chat with us and that's been pretty awesome and so, uh, yeah, it's been it's it's great now that I get to have you all the time. <laughs> Yay! And um, it's also one of the reasons I think why um, Charles asked me to take over for him. Yeah, um, I is think. because um, I had been a friend of the podcast, so to speak. I you know we were joking about the punch card idea. It's like God, you've been on this thing. It's going to be like your tenth punch on that. You're going to take over and. I know that when he said that he needed to take some time off, he, you know, the only person he really thought about was me. And I'm like, sure, I have always wanted to kind of start my own podcast. Mm-hmm. I hadn't because I, I'm i a stickler for things. Um, mm-hmm. And so I wasn't sure how a one-person tarot podcast would work at. So when mm-hmm. he said, hey, I, I need to step back for a bit, you know, we want you. I was like, hey, that's a no-brainer. Um awesome co-work you know co-host um already established audience which is you lovely people and i have been listening to the podcast my in my own free time as well and i said sure i'd be happy to take over in indefinitely or whenever you needed so that is why i am here and here you are well i think that this has been a really great intro to meeting jamie yep and uh i am gonna say i think that you know 
we should uh, tell you all thank you. We next next episode we will actually talk about a topic, not yes. just each other. Um, but I thought that this would be a great way to have an introduction for Jamie to Tarot Visions. Sounds good. So thank you so much for coming and thank you all for listening and we'll be back soon. Yep. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Tarot Visions, a podcast for the modern oracle. To keep the conversation going, please find us on Facebook at Tarot Visions US or follow us on Twitter at Tarot underscore Visions.